what is going on grinders it's chief we're in the building it's tuesday june 13th 2023 so happy to come on and talk with you beautiful people and it is yet another day of take your pick them and today we have a special guest from the shop uh coming in hot woody aka Corey. you in the shop woody what is going on my brother how is everything chief i'm ecstatic to be here man glad we were able to do this uh looking forward to today's plays man looking forward to getting into it some with you uh it's a great day to be great yeah man absolutely and speaking of that a great day to be great. That should that's probably our that should be our winning words of wisdom. But I did have one teed up. And this one, as I came across it this morning, uh I, I just thought this really spoke to how I try to try to live my life and just keep myself in a positive space. And this is from a lady by the name of Joyce Meyer. And it says, You cannot have a positive life and a negative mind. I said, Oh, that's that's right up my alley. That's so good, right? So you know, a lot of times, man, you know, we want to live the best life that we can, but we complain about everything. Uh, we, we just we don't think positively about our, ourselves or our family or the world in general. And man, I'm telling you, it's just it, you can turn that switch. Just just think positively. You know, I, I remember when I was playing basketball back in the day and, uh, you know, it's, you know, a minute left in the game. You're down three. Well, if you think you're going to lose the game, trust me, you're going to lose the game. You get in the timeout, you talk your strategy, you say, all right, let's go get this dub. One stop, get a bucket, another stop, let's go home with the win. And you'd be surprised how having that positive mindset with between you and your peers will manifest itself in the results. So I, I'm big on, on staying positive, and uh, that, that's our winning words of wisdom. You cannot have a positive life and a negative mind. We'll go over our quick recap. And then we'll get with Woody and talk a few plays, talk about uh, his career. So yesterday, uh, on, on the month right now, in terms of plays, correct and incorrect, 8, 13, and 1. A little bit behind, but we will pick it up. A sweep will come, and we'll get right back on track. We had Paxton at 7.5 strikeouts. We wanted more than that projection. That was a win. We had Weaver more than 4.5. That was an L. And then we had Tyler Anderson uh, uh, under or less than 17 and a half pitching outs. And that one was kind of the stunner for me. The Weaver, I was okay with. It was like, hey, had a rough game. You know, just he just didn't have it. But the Anderson one, man, got completely destroyed and then goes out in the six and goes for like 105 pitches, which we hadn't seen all season. That one was just like, well, you know what? Just a bummer, right? So uh, I, I'm okay with those results. Everything will turn. Woody, man, let's talk about you, you know, over at Stat Jocks. How did you get that started? Like, what was kind of your inspiration for, for, for building that model? And then I know, I know you've done some tweaks recently as well. You've been in the lab. But kind of how did you get started, man? Yeah, so uh, getting started in DFS in general, uh, I'll make a long story short here. And uh, it goes back to uh, one of my good friends who kind of introduced me to FanDuel. Um, you know, I had owned a baseball academy at the time. And so I was, you know, obviously we had baseball on the TV all day, every day. Um, and he said, man, you know, I've been doing well with this. You should come on here, see what's up. So started uh, building some lineups, you know, took down some small tournaments and stuff and just kind of uh, was like, all right, I'll start playing a little bit heavier, got into it a little bit heavier 
kept losing to the same guys and had no clue why. <laughs> um, and, you know, one of the guys' names, uh, I remember it specifically, was McLovin. And we all – Oh, McLovin. McLovin. Yeah. 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 Started getting into higher dollar stuff and could not understand why I was losing to this guy time and time again. Um, and at that time, I had no – uh, programming knowledge, no knowledge of Excel. I was a college dropout. I just, I knew baseball. That was it. Um, and so I started tracking his lineups by hand, um, trying to figure out why he was beating me. Uh, jump ahead a little bit. You know, I started Googling and getting on Twitter and stuff. Actually found Roto Grinders. Roto Grinders was the first site I ever signed up for. Um, and from there, uh, you know, I've, bounced around a little bit, but, uh, you know, I finally kind of settled down with Statjox and uh, love building models and, and stuff of that nature, uh, probability type stuff, DFS projections, all that good stuff. So um, that's kind of where I'm at now. And kind of the uh, <laughs> kind of the start to it all was uh, getting beat nonstop by David Mock. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, listen, I totally get it, man. And, and ironically, um, my story is, is slightly similar. Like when I was at DFS, uh, I remember just grinding it out. And so for me, I was doing well, but I wasn't quite getting all the way to the top. And so at that time, obviously, I didn't understand that it took skill and a little bit of luck to like take down GPPs consistently. Um, and I would... At the time when I got in, like all the OGs were still like hanging in there, like just so many guys. But the same guys would take down top tens almost every week in NFL. And I was sitting there like, well, I'm, I'm making some money, but like, how are they winning? Like, I mean, really crushing it. And I, I stumbled upon Roto Grinders as well. And, uh, you know, the rest was was kind of history. Speaking of that, did you ever play on a site called Fantasy Aces by the chance? Do you remember Fantasy Aces? No, I don't I don't think I'm that far back. I started okay. uh started in about 2018. Um, okay, okay, okay. So yeah, yeah. Been, so Aces it's been about was five gone. years now. Yeah, Aces was already gone, but man, I remember on Aces, uh they actually went bankrupt. And my bankroll on Aces was a couple grand. Uh, I think about five grand at the time. And I remember pulling it out because I was having so much success on FanDuel and I was able to get that out right before like the bankruptcy. And had I lost my 5k bankroll, because at the time, you know, I'm working, I'm a financial advisor. I'm working a financial job. Like that was my profession. And I was just doing that for, you know, kind of on the side, but realizing, Oh, I'm starting to get kind of good at this. Right. And, but I was starting to do better on FanDuel. I said, well, let me pull it out. And I got it out right before, uh, and there's another company called Fantasy Draft was kind of coming on the scene at that time as well out of Charlotte. And um, I played a little bit over there, but FanDuel was always my baby. But at any rate, we're not here to talk about our full life stories, but just wanted to give you some insight. I thought that was was really cool, man, for you to just share that with us. Um, we're going to we're gonna hand it over to Woody and let him talk some WNBA, then we'll kick it over and we'll talk some MLB as well. Um, Woody, kind of where, where are you at today in WNBA? I know you've been been building some models and obviously like I said I know you tweaked it recently kind of where are you landing so far we'll probably get some more later in the day but as of right now kind of what's what's at the top of your list yeah man I really wanted to come on here and tell you all about Brianna Stewart and John Cole Jones today but they've been pulled from every single site uh, yeah. as of last night with the Sabrina Ionescu no news um, by the way if I mispronounce any names 
you know, I don't watch that much WNBA. I just run the numbers. So apologies to those ladies in advance if I do mispronounce their names. But yeah. um, right now, I just have a few leans. Uh, I got Ren Howard, Ryan Howard, over 16 and a half points. Uh, it's coming in at about 67% of simulations. That's going over. Um, Nalissa Smith, over 10 and a half rebounds. That one did well for us the other day. Um she is at 60, she's hitting that in 63% of my Sims. And then, uh, what's the last one? Diana Tarasi, under four and a half rebounds and about 62%. That one, I'm really not excited to play in under four and a half rebounds, I'll be honest with you. Um, right. But I do have uh, the WNBA betting model up, and it is saying that Phoenix is, you know, favored to win by 11 and a half in my model. Um I think on DraftKings Sportsbook right now, they're at, uh, they're favored by five and a half. So I am expecting a bit more of a blowout than, you know, maybe other sites are. Uh, So maybe Tarasi doesn't get the run towards the end of the game, uh, gets stuck at two or three rebounds. I think that's what we're seeing in most of the Sims is that uh, she probably won't get the minutes, and it's just not a great rebounding spot for her anyway. But right. uh, yeah, the three uh, Ryan Howard and Alyssa Smith uh, over points for Ryan Howard, over uh, rebounds for Alyssa Smith, and then under rebounds for Diana Taurasi at four and a half. And I will say, if Brianna Stewart comes back at 23 and a half points, I love it, no matter if Ionescu plays or not. Uh, if John Quill Jones come back at nine and a half points, I love the over no matter if INSQ plays or not. Okay. All right. Well, listen, folks, that's Woody, the, the man, the myth, the legend himself, bringing the heat, giving us WNBA early in the morning so you can get that in because if not, it will move. Speaking of Smith, when I was on Underdog this morning, I was kind of just scrolling through WNBA just to kind of see what was out there. And I think some people are going to be in her props. She was already grayed out for, like, points, rebounds, assists, or something like that. It already been pulled, and I think she's been bumped uh, since then. So uh, if you want to get that rebound prop in I, I, uh, on underdog or, or price picks, I would say get it in because if uh, if people are going to play her, she's probably going to bump to 11 or something like that. And just, you know, you'll just lose a little bit of, little bit of value there. But I'm going to kick it over to MLB. Um, and this is one Woody and I did talk pre-show. And so this is one we agree on. We will agree on today. I'll give out, you know, a couple of my little tidbits here, but that's going to be Jack Flaherty facing the San Francisco Giants who, you know, once again this season have been striking out a ton. And then we've seen Flaherty. uh, We've seen an uptick in his strikeouts over the past 30 days. So Flaherty Flaherty on the season is at a 23.8% K rate, 22% to lefties, 25% to righties. But over the last 30 days, he's hit 26%, 20, still 22% to lefties, but 32% to righties. Now, the walks are still a problem. He is going to walk some guys, but I'm, I'm still thinking that he's going to be able to pick up the Ks. And then over the last 30 days, for the Giants, we've seen them have an uptick in strikeouts for certain batters. So, like Estrada's at 29%, J.D. Davis is at 30 Conforto 23 Yaz 28 uh, 25 for Sable, 34%. For Crawford, and then compared to their season numbers, they're all still mid twenties or above. So Estrada's, uh, you know, a tick up, and so and so is Crawford. But I, I think this is a real good spot for for Flaherty, and I think you know, with, with, in terms of Woody and what what those guys are doing over there, uh, that's when we talked about it. We were definitely on the same page. 
Yeah, and I don't know if uh, Plate IQ has Bailey in the projected starting lineup right now, um, but for the season, 35% K rate against righties. Um, yeah. Worth mentioning. But, yeah, same page there. Uh, that was one of the first ones that I penciled in this morning on my MLB, uh, MLB sheet was Flaherty over 5.5 Ks. So uh, I was excited when we talked before the show and you were on it too. I was, yeah. Yes. Yeah, definitely one we're <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, Woody, I, I know you've got another one for MLB. And this one, this one I think is a good one, um, especially in this spot, which I know we've talked about it, but uh, what's what's kind of your next one up for, for the MLB scene? Yeah, man. Freddie Freeman, over one and a half total bases tonight, going up against Lance Lynn. Lynn's been a garbage can this year. <laughs> Plain and simple. No offense to Lance Lynn. Yeah. He just has not been himself. He's a former shell of himself. Uh, let's see, against left-handed hitters, 702 slugging percentage, 462 Woba. Um, Freeman leading the league in doubles right now, got 13 homers on the year. I would not be surprised if this went over in his first or second at that. Yeah, yeah, one and a half total I like it. Uh, one of the things, too, that, that I like to look at, man, is kind of what, what are these pitchers throwing? And, I mean, he's heavy fastball, cutter, sinker. Like, those are his three. And if you look at Freeman here, in terms of fastball, 241 ISO, 422 Woba, 11% K rate, 9% walk rate. You go to the cutter, the the ISO is down, which it should be because the cutter is typically going to try to get balls on the ground. But still a 474 Woba and a 13% K rate. So just because the power isn't there, especially with the league now, with the way they've got it set up where they can't really shift on them, he could easily poke one through and, and pick up a base just even on the cutter. And then uh, last but not least, the sinker. I know Freddie has always done fairly well with sinkers. 387 mobile, 8.5% K rate, 159 ISO. I'm, I'm in full agreement here. Freddie's always been fairly good just as a hitter in general. Uh, but against Lynn today, I definitely think this is a, uh, a good spot for him for sure. Uh, next up on my list, and then we'll, we'll close it out and do our recap. I'm going to Milwaukee. This is a guy that I haven't haven't really got it into a ton uh, this season. But what I can say is Corbin Burns has definitely turned a corner, uh, and the strikeouts have definitely picked back up. So I do want to go over his last season numbers just so you can get an idea of where we are. So last season, Corbin Burns was basically around a 30% K rate, both sides of the plate. On the season so far, on the season, he's at a 23% K rate, 25% to lefties, 21.5% to righties. But we have seen him turn a corner, and we've seen that in his performances. Over the past 30 days, 27% K rate overall, 29% to lefties, 26% to righties. And that is actually showing in his performances. Now, he's had some okay matchups. So, for instance, he's at Baltimore. He had nine strikeouts. Cincinnati, he had seven. Uh, San Francisco, he had eight. Houston, five. St. Louis, seven. So, We've seen the strikeouts pick up where earlier this season he was more in the four to five strikeout range. Now he's back into that six to eight strikeout range, and he gets a really high strikeout team in Milwaukee today. Not, not Milwaukee, excuse me, Minnesota. Uh, this team has been striking out a ton all season, and over the past 30 days, uh, it's been dreadful. Like if you can, and I know Woody can see this, but for those of you driving in your car, I'm not going to give out the names. This is their projected lineup in order. 36%, 25%, 29%, 32%, 30%, 28%, 46%, 19 and 36 The strikeout opportunities will be there. If Burns can sit at a 27% K rate this game, 
I think we see him clear eight strikeouts with no problem. We've seen teams mow down the Minnesota Twins all season. I don't see why that changes today. And I'm not sure what's going on in Minnesota, but the lineups they've been rolling out recently have just been terrible. Like, yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Um, like, I'm not I'm not sure what Plate IQ's projected lineup is for them today. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it's been – it's been bad in Minnesota recently. Yeah, yeah, it's been bad. And and, and I'll d- just give this quick tidbit. This is another reason. This is about Minnesota. This is about Colorado. This is why I've been kind of attacking Colorado, even with higher strikeout uh, projections right now, because half their good hit- hitters are out. Chris Bryant is out. Um, uh, gosh, the lefty. What is his name? Jeez. Can't think of it right now. It'll come back Blackman. to me. Yeah, Blackman is out. Bryant is out. Crone is out. Um, I think there's there's one other guy that's been kind of in and out, maybe a, a Elias Diaz or something like that. But either way, like when you're missing two two to three of your main hitters, and then you've got to kind of bring some guys up, it's just going to change the dynamics of the lineup. And so we've really seen the K rates for Colorado just kind of skyrocket here recently because a lot of their main guys are out. So I've been attacking them uh, a ton as well. Um, so anyway, we'll just do our quick recap. So for MLB, uh, we've got uh, Flaherty at five and a half strikeouts. We want more than that projection. I've got Burns at seven. We want more than that projection. Woody and I are both on Flaherty. We've got Woody where he's on Freddie Freeman at one and a half total bases. And then for uh, WNBA, if I'm not mistaken, it's uh, Melissa Smith over more than 10 and a half rebounds and uh, Diana Taurasi. Less than four and a half rebounds or three and a half? Yep, four and a half. And then you could throw Ryan Howard in there with more than 16 and a half points. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Folks, listen, uh, Woody, thanks a bunch for joining me, brother. It's, it's always better when you have a friend on and uh, we can kind of bout some ideas. And thanks for, for sharing your information and sharing a part of your story. Uh, it's been an amazing time. You guys have been tuned in to take your pick them. Let's get the sweep. Come in with your pockets empty. Leave with your pockets full. We'll see you tomorrow.